back with a brand new episode. It's the Lord of the Storm. And just a bit of good news, we feel no need to update our pricing. It's still free. (laughs) I am your Bible reading friend, Dan Parr, and today we are going on a journey with Paul. You can turn in your Bibles to Acts chapter 18. I will, as always, be reading from my easy to understand and read or EUR version currently available at Amazon.com. And I can confirm the pricing there also has not been updated. Today, Paul is moonlighting in Canvas, and he decides he is done with his fellow Jews. And in the first time in recorded history, it's showtime at the Apollo. Let's pray and ask for the Lord's blessing on today's reading. Heavenly Father, as we encounter your word today, use it to speak to us as we are seeking to know you more. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts 18. After these events, Paul left Athens and went to Corinth. He found a Jew named Aquila who was from Pontus. He and his wife Priscilla had recently come from Italy because Claudius commanded all the Jews to leave Rome. He went to them and because they were both tent makers by trade, he lived and worked with them. Every Sabbath day he debated in the synagogue and persuaded both Jews and Greeks. After Silas and Timothy came to him from Macedonia, Paul was led by the Spirit to devote himself to testifying to the Jews that Jesus was the Christ. When they opposed and spoke against him, he shook out his clothing and said to them, Your condemnation will be on yourselves. I am clean. From now on, I will preach to the Gentiles. He left there and went to stay in the house of a man named Justus, who worshipped God and whose house was next door to the synagogue. Crispus, the ruler of the synagogue, came to believe in the Lord Jesus, and so did his family. Many of the Corinthians, when they heard, also believed and were baptized. The Lord said to Paul in the night by a vision, Don't be afraid, but speak, and don't be silent. For I am with you, and no one will attack you and harm you, for I have many people in this city. He lived there a year and a half, teaching the word of God among them. But when Gallio became governor of Caia, the Jews rose up against Paul and brought him before the judgment seat, saying, This man persuades men to worship God in ways contrary to the law. But just as Paul was about to speak, Galileo said to the Jews, If this were a matter of an injustice or a terrible crime, it would be right that I judge the complaint. But if these are questions about words and names in your own law, judge it yourselves, for I don't want to be a judge over these matters. So he made them leave the judgment seat. Then all the Greeks seized Sosthenes, who was the ruler of the synagogue, and beat him before the judgment seat. But Galileo didn't care about such things. After staying several more days, Paul, Priscilla, and Aquila left the believers and set sail for Syria. He shaved his head in Centria to fulfill a vow. He came to Ephesus, and he left them there, but went to the synagogue and debated with the Jews. When they asked him to stay with them a longer time, he declined, telling them, I must be in Jerusalem in time for the upcoming festival, but if God wills it, I will return to you again. Then he set sail from Ephesus. When he had landed at Caesarea, he went up and greeted the church and went down to Antioch. Having spent time there, he next went through the region of Galatia and Phrygia, strengthening all the believers. Now, an eloquent Jew named Apollos from Alexandria came to Ephesus. He was mighty in the scriptures. This man had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and being intense in spirit, he spoke and taught accurately the things concerning Jesus, although he knew only the baptism of John. He began to speak boldly in the synagogue. But when Priscilla and Aquila heard him, they took him aside and explained to him the way of God more accurately. When he had determined to pass over to Achaia, the brothers encouraged him and wrote to the disciples to welcome him. 
When he arrived, he greatly helped the believers, for he powerfully refuted the Jews, publicly showing by the scriptures that Jesus was the Christ. Did you see the movie Saving Private Ryan? Remember how for a long time the men under Tom Hanks were trying to find out what kind of work he did before the war? Was he president of a company, a banker, maybe a lawyer? They didn't know. Today's reading reminds me of that. We've been with Paul for a while now. We knew him when he was persecuting Christians and throwing them in jail. Then we saw when Jesus appeared to him and he was converted. And we've gone all over with him and Barnabas and now Silas as they've preached in numerous cities. But how is he doing it financially? Was he a trust fund kid? Was he getting paid to preach? How is he able to afford to do what he does and take all this time and go all these places to spread the good news? Well, today we found out. He worked for it. The powerful, persuasive convert to Christianity that God used in powerful ways was a tent maker. That's how he was supporting himself in his early days. I think this shows us the practical side of presenting the gospel. It takes money. And many people that are called to be pastors or evangelists by God have to work to support their ministry. They work so they can preach. And I believe the Lord does that by design for some people. There are some who are full-time ministers, and that's great, but they're only going to reach a certain amount of people. But people who work out in the business world are going to have access to a far larger audience than a person who is pastoring a church, for example. And you know, one is not better than the other. It takes a lot of pieces to put a car together. A car doesn't need five engines, six transmissions, and 14 tires. It needs thousands of individual pieces designed to do different things, but all important for the car to work effectively. The kingdom is similar. We all have a part to play. Yeah, Paul says something in 1 Corinthians using parts of the body as an illustration, but I'm kind of a car guy. Well, after all that, Paul is debating with some Jewish people about Jesus and finally gets to the point where he says, I'm done. Your condemnation is on yourself. I'm going to preach to the Gentiles. And one takeaway I think we have here is, while it's our job to present Jesus as clearly as possible and to encourage and reason and speak to people about him, ultimately, they're the ones that have to make the decision to follow him or not. We can talk till we're blue in the face, but it's up to them. Not even Jesus could convince everyone to follow him. So do your best, and after you have, pray for them and move on. They have to make the decision, and maybe they have, that they're not going to follow, and that's awful. However, the next person you speak with might follow. So, as Paul did, move on. The last thing that caught my attention on the reading this time was Apollos. He was a Jewish believer and was powerful in speech and knew the word, but he didn't know everything. So Priscilla and Aquila pulled him aside and taught him or discipled him. And what happened? He became even more effective. No matter how much we know and how effective we may be, there's always going to be someone that knows a little bit more than us. So have a humble spirit, learn from them, and take what they are saying and use it so you can become even more effective for the kingdom. Well, that's all I've got for you today, but let me pray for you before you leave. Father, thank you for your willingness to teach us new things and bring people into our lives that will show us things that make us more effective witnesses for you. And thank you, Lord, that you have a role and place that only we can fill in reaching people around us. Use us, Lord, in the lives of those around us so we can be an encouragement to them, 
show them the truth in love, and disciple them so they can become more effective too. Open up doors for us and use us in mighty and powerful ways for the glory of your kingdom. Thank you for your love and blessing, and may you continue to guide our steps. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Once again, thanks for listening today. I appreciate your faithfulness, and I pray you have a great day in the Lord. Talk to you soon. God bless.